Hello everybody, welcome back to Discussing Doodles. The podcast where we talk about an animated movie from a different animation studio each week. Before we begin, we just want to say that some spoilers will be ahead. So if you've yet to see this movie and don't want it spoiled, stop listening now. Final disclaimer, when we get excited, we tend to swear. Although we talk about family movies, this isn't a family podcast. You You have have been been warned. Hello everyone. Hiya. Welcome back to Discussing Doodles. I'm Mark. I am Luke. And um, we've had a fuck up. It's happened again. Good old uh, Hanna-Barbera. They're hard to come by. They actually really are. And I think it's because a lot of these movies were made such a long time ago and not hugely popular and have basically been forgotten about. It's quite sad, yeah. But like, I mean, like we we have entered the era where things like DVDs no longer exist, really. So you can't like you know order the dvd no or anything like that no. and a lot of those movies that. those the dvds are different regions to what we yes. have and so then when it comes yeah. to like things that to like stream actually like it's not it's not on netflix it's not on disney plus no. it's not on Britbox. <laughs> it's not on any of these things that i watch so it's uh they're hard to come by but I think when we enter like Scooby Doo era and stuff, That's what I'm I think it'll be easier yeah. to find because Scooby Doo is a property that people still love and cherish, and yeah. they sh- those things should have been saved more commonly than yeah, Go Bots, Battle of yeah. the Rock Lords, or whatever it's called. Go 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 Bots, as you get calling it. But like we did uh, when we lost Heidi's song, lost couldn't find Heidi's song, and <laughs> we've just jumped straight to the next movie, which is. Obviously, the last. So this is the season finale again. Welcome. It is welcome to the last melon. <laughs> um, and we've jumped to the last studio, which is Nickelodeon, um, and we're back to Klasky Chupo, which is Nickelodeon on top four, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Forget Hey Arnold, forget Jimmy Neutron. This is the guys that brought this us the Rugrats. Yes, and the Rugrats is our second highest rated movie ever. Yeah, beaten only. By, by the Rugrats the in sequel. Paris, it's yeah. sequel. <laughs> so, um, we like Klasky Chupo. We always have as well. Yeah. It's not a new find for the Reed household. It's not. Um, it's been on in the Reed household since I can remember. Yeah, Rugrats I love it. has been around all my life. Well, Rugrats is a year older than me, so Rugrats yeah. came out in 1991. This came out first, the show, The Wild Thorn Breeze, in 1998. Yeah. So it's been around since I was six. Yeah. Since you were... Four, three or four. Yeah, three. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's been... It's um, been around. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's I remember so seeing nostalgic. this movie at yeah. the cinema. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty certain we did. Pretty certain you came as well. I don't know if I did, you know. Oh, that's sad for you. Because I, I... Oh, no, I did. I did. Yeah. No, I did. You're right. I Pretty do certain remember. we went as a family. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. We did. Um, we did. Great film. So good. It's very nostalgic. Very nostalgic and actually very... I could have cried at it today, but I, I chose not to. I chose not, not to. Yeah. I, exactly. <laughs> My eyes welled up a few yeah. times. Yeah. I got goosebumps a few times. Mm-hmm. A very powerful movie for yeah. something as silly as The Wild Thorn Breeze. <laughs> you know? And maybe more powerful... Definitely more powerful than the Rugrats movies. Definitely. Well, but you say that, but Rugrats is the same. Rugrats... Yeah, no, true. What Klasky Chupo seem to be really good at is getting this kind of... Um, this level of really over-the-top, stupid humour. Yeah. But somewhere buried beneath it, there's so much heart. 
Yeah. And drama. Drama. Yeah. yeah. And they've man- in all three of their movies that they've done so far and discussed and doodles, it. they've managed that. For sure. I love it. It's a class act. I think it's done it's very, very well. It's a classy Chupo act. Way. <laughs> um, okay, so before we begin. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Ah, I didn't get that last week, did we? Because it was a shit film. What was it? I can't remember. It was shit. Life. Secret Life of Pets. Life of Pets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poor Man's Toy Story. Yeah, that's um, a consensus. <laughs> uh, no, this film is worlds apart from that one. Oh my I god, think. definitely. I was, since we started this series that we're on, and I can't remember what number series that is. Five. Five. Since we started series five, I've been looking forward to this one, which is nice. This is the kind of feeling I had when we started series one and series two, where I, I knew... Something exciting was at the end. Yes. Bearing in mind, I didn't know Rugrats was going to be the ultimate winner. <laughs> yeah. um, but watching those, I knew I knew that those two were going to be good endings. Whereas I didn't feel that for Jimmy or Arnold. And I think Jimmy and Arnold's scores show that they weren't the best films ever. No. But this, I felt good for this being the end. Yes. And I still too. do. We haven't even scored it yet. I don't think it's going to beat Rugrats. I will say that. Okay. I don't. But I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say, I think this movie could get itself into the top ten. Yeah, yeah. It could even get itself into the top five. It I'm could. not sure it we'll will. We'll see, we'll see. But I do, I do see yeah. it. Well, for sure it's going to be in the top 15. Yeah, it's got to be It's got to be in sure. the 70s. High 70s, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm thinking. Surface level, but we'll see how we score it. Yeah, but you might be completely wrong. It, I very much enjoy this being, this feels like a finale. Yes. It feels like a satisfying, good way to end a series. For me and it was so epic it's very epic it's and i was so waiting epic. for it like, i actually remembered this film and a lot of the lines a lot more than i think i did i think i did watch it a lot as a kid mm. but it's it's very epic and intense and dramatic and emotional and everything towards the end it, it ticks so many boxes definitely to me is the most epic film we've watched this season okay there's something I... Can you hear my stomach? Your stomach is... Well, it's not even rumbling. It's, it's just kind of going... Crying. <laughs> it's crying. Um, there's something else I think is as epic. Okay, Shrek or Finding Nemo? Shrek. Shrek's epic. Shrek is Shrek's epic. really epic. I think this is more epic than Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Both I think the drama. peril in this movie is huge. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't it? Because we're talking about a thousand dead elephants and nobody wants to see a thousand dead elephants. No, like, true. Do they? True. So yeah, it was dark. I, it was dark huge. in plot as well. Yeah. That's that's intense for children to go watch at the cinema like we did. Talking about plot, yeah. Let's go for Segway it. Segue us in nicely. This is a two thousand two American animated adventure film based on the TV show of the same name, The Wild Thornberrys. Yeah. Um, as we said, the series came out in nineteen ninety eight on the first of September. It's September now. It is. Is it September when this goes out? It is. Yeah. So it's been how long? Nineteen ninety eight. You were three. So it's been twenty five. No, you're not that old. <laughs> Age me. Age me. Three years. Twenty three years old. Yeah. Decent. Um, and it, the TV show consisted of five series and ran until two thousand four. So this is almost like midway through the series. Ninety one episodes there were. That's insane. And you can tell. Um, what episodes are before the movie and what episodes are after? A bit like the Rugrats movies, you can uh-huh. tell by whether Dill's there and whether Kimmy's there. Mm-hmm. In this, you can tell how. 
See if you were concentrating enough. Well, I'm guessing, I mean, I say, we always say that they're spoilers. Um, Deborah must know the secret. Deborah knows the secret. That's so that, that's, that's the yeah. thing. So before this film, Deborah, Eliza's sister, doesn't know that Eliza can talk to animals. Mm-hmm. But in this film, she finds it out. Oh, yeah. In case any of you weirdos, oh, yeah, don't know. <laughs> weirdos sat at home who have no idea what Wild Thornberries is about. There's a girl called Eliza who goes all around the world So her, her dad is family. like, yeah, he's he's like... Essentially a David Attenborough David Attenborough kind of guy. guy. And the yeah. mum's like the camera She's woman. the camera woman, yeah. Um, and yeah, they go all the way around the world, living in nature, recording nature, very much about wildlife, mm-hmm. hence wild thornberries. Um, and Eliza has the gift of talking to animals. So one day she saved... Shaman. Yeah, she yeah. saved a warthog who turned out to be a shaman in disguise, Shaman Mnyambo. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. yeah. And um, he gave her the power to talk to animals. And in this movie, we find out why. So in the yes. series beforehand, it was never... We no, never explored. it was just a fun thing. We thought it was just... Excuse me, I burped. We thought it was just because he she'd freed him, but it was because he saw something greater in her and yes. there was a purpose behind it. And that's yes. what this movie explored. Um, it was so cool. It's so good. Honestly, it's so, so good. So good. Um, I really enjoyed the plot of the film. Um it's done very cleverly that you you don't need to have watched TV shows. Same with Rugrats. She does uh, an explanation of what the TV show is about at yes. the start herself. Basically, the she? intro to the film is the theme tune, basically, isn't mm. it? Because the theme tune of the show is, hi, I'm Eliza. But done with like a little bit of sharper animation. But, yeah, like a bit, yeah. Like, yeah, it's a movie version of the intro. Mm. Um, and it gets you straight up to speed. Mm-hmm. So this, if this is ever to be your first Wild Thornberry's experience... You won't, a good be, one. you won't be lost. Mm. You won't be missing anything. So it's done very well. And I think Rugrats do that as well. You can watch that movie without having seen yeah. anything prior. Um, but it's a good plot line. So she basically wants to play with cheetah cubs at the start, doesn't mm-hmm. she? Which is adorable. Yeah. Um, but one of the cheetah cubs called Tally gets kidnapped by poachers. Yeah. Kidnapped? Catnapped. Catnapped. Yeah. By poachers. So Eliza is like determined to rescue this cheetah cub, but um, her very, very posh British grandmother mm-hmm. doesn't enjoy the fact that her granddaughter runs around talking to animals. Not that they know that she talks to animals. Um, runs but around playing with animals. Playing with animals. She sees, yeah. So she sends her to a boarding school in London, which is very fun, I feel. Mm. I think it really works for the movie. It's yeah. like change of scenery like everything like that put your main character in a really different situation it really only sunk in with me this this viewing of this movie that eliza is half english i know i always I just know. thought they were an american so family, american i only just clicked that nigel thornbury is english yeah, yeah. like hence the david attenborough ness and yeah. all of that like yeah. the, the boarding school in this and then once she f- she basically escapes the boarding school and goes all the way back to africa discovers the uh the plot of the poachers. The plot of the poachers. So, and realises that the poachers were actually quite a nice couple that she met earlier. Yeah. That aren't so, that aren't actually very nice. And they are planning on blowing up all the elephants that you were talking about earlier. Blowing them up. Yeah, so they had like an electric fence them. and they were going to make, use explosives to make them stampede into this fence. Killing kill them all. themselves. Um, <laughs> one of the great, one of the, what I think is a super, super cool story, like, part of this movie was when the poachers had Debbie and were going to drop her over the edge of a cliff 
uh, because they wanted to know who had given Eliza all the information that she had, which she'd got from the animals. Mm -hmm. And that's when Eliza tells them, I can speak to the animals. And then, like, this magical storm swells up and yep. Eliza loses her, her power. power. That's, which, the, that's the clause, isn't it? Is you, you can't tell me you can't. You can have this power as long as it's secret. Um, so she's going to save her sister, which is cute, because her and her sister don't get along. No. Um, but they obviously do love each but other. But then there's this, and it's my favourite bit of the film, I think, there's this moment later when they're in a cave and Eliza yeah. doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Because she's lost her power. She doesn't think she's special and anymore. And Debbie tells her that, her power isn't being able to speak to animals. It's being able to be kind to animals. And yeah. like, but even before you were given your powers, you still bring you still brown, animals broken and birds home yeah. and all of this. And like, Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. And then she figures out a way to tell the elephants that they're, they're walking to their death without telling them. Oh, it's, it's so it's good. It's so good. And it's like an eclipse. The poachers are like exploding the mountain tops and everything. Like yeah. it's so intensely, unnecessarily dramatic yeah. but in the best way. It's amazing. And also what I think is really neatly done, um, which is one of my favourite things in a in any movie, actually. I'm a villain fan, so this is my favourite thing in a movie is when you meet a very cool, calm, sophisticated villain mm-hmm. who gets more like insane as the film goes yeah. along that's one of my favorite tropes they did that in and this, they yeah. do that yeah. in this when you first meet them you think oh my god what switched on intelligent individuals even when they're villains you're like they're still very switched on yeah. clever people but by the end they're just manic mm-hmm. i love that yeah so this film plot wise it's one of the most intense films we've watched this series if not in the whole of everything in this movie Everything plot-wise in this movie, not everything, but everything plot-wise in this movie happens for a reason. It's it, it's either important to the story or very entertaining. Yes. There's yeah. nothing else happening. Yeah. Like even when she's at the boarding school and you're seeing her struggling with her life in the boarding school, that could be, you could see that as maybe, like, oh, maybe that's a bit unnecessary. We didn't need to see all of that. But because of Darwin, the monkey's gone with her yeah. and causing all this trouble, it's yeah. hilarious. It's, it's so funny. Fun. Yeah. So, like... Everything that happens in this movie, yeah. there's there's no wasted screen no. time in this movie at all. And when she's in England, you get to see her talking to like squirrels. squirrels. And, and they're, they're like, they're like, all right, Eliza, yeah. how's it going? Like, all these like, really bad British accents. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. You're just so used to her talking to like giraffes and yeah. like things. That, so suddenly she's like, you, squirrels. It's, it's like a shot. We're like panning past the school, and you can hear her going oh, I'm so happy I can talk to you guys. And you think, oh, she's probably like found a group of friends or yeah. something. And then you see her sat by the tree talking to squirrels. Squirrels feeding them. <laughs> yeah. So good. So um, good. Yeah, very entertaining. Um, very intense, very dramatic. We got goosebumps. We got teary-eyed. Yeah. Ticked a lot of good boxes. And I think brilliant pacing. Yeah. There's, was, the, the, beat, the beats were all there. They were all perfect. It flowed effortlessly. Mm. Big fan. Score? Nine? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, think gonna... I think you're a bit harsh. I was going to say, you're going to one-up me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to give it a ten. Ten. The story. It is good, man. Yeah. It is good. Very good. Characters. So I was writing out the characters, and this whole top bit is just Thornbreeze. Isn't that insane? <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of them in this. So we've got Eliza Thornbury, who is the main character, voiced by... Lacey... I want to I want to say like 
a British person, I want to be like Chabot. Yeah. I think it's probably French, so it's probably like Chabert. Chabert. Yeah. Um, but she was Gretchen Wieners. Gretchen Wieners in Mean Girls. And she's also Vitani in The Lion King 2, I she believe. She is. Yeah. She is. Um, we have Nigel Thornbury, absolute best character. I mean, he is like a meme lord, isn't he? He like, is. He's... he's so iconic. And just to make him even more iconic, voiced by Tim Curry, who is one of my favourite human beings on the planet. He's got been a on the podcast before. Yeah. Uh, um, Christopher Camelot. No, he's not in that. He's not. I have mentioned him because I've mentioned how much I love him before on the podcast. What's he been in? And I can't think why. I keep thinking of films that he's going to be in because he's going to be on this podcast a lot. A lot, yeah. But I can't think of what he was in that we've already done. But there's something. Have a little look. Yeah, you talk to the... So the, I do have a very sad fact about Nigel Thornbury. Go on. Um, he doesn't say his catchphrase in this film, not once. Does he not? Nigel Thornbury, if anybody has seen the Thornberrys, will know that he is famous for saying, smashing! Yeah. At any given opportunity. He doesn't say smashing a single time in this movie. That's really sad. It is sad. Um, have you figured it out? Do you know what I haven't? <laughs> I literally can't think what film he was in. Um, but I'm sure we've, I'm sure I've spoken about my love Secret and Nim. I, I don't know. No. I feel like it'd be something like, I'm just looking at all like the dark films. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh my god. What is it? It's Rugrats. It's got to be, isn't it? He's Lipschitz, right? No. No, no he, he was the little TV host, TV presenter. No, I thought he was the French guy with um, Coco. No, that's John Lithgow. Louis oh, yes, Barker. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guy presenting the TV show that was trying to like find the kids i think oh yeah and he was getting more and more injured as the time yeah went on. and he like yeah. booted someone out of a helicopter and everything yeah right yes it was fucking right right it's classy super again Literally. yeah um but yeah he's great as nigel thornbury um i didn't pick up on the catchphrase thing but now you've said it you are no correct. smashing although um, he did have the best line in the movie go on he's right at the end they're all oh, yeah. partying and dancing it's a happy ending and he goes uh, this this uh, this group of hairless primates you can see behind me are a subspecies of human known as thornberries. Love it. Was that it? That was yeah. just ended. Yeah, yeah, they were just dancing. So cute. That's so good. There's Marianne and Deborah. They're the mum and the sister. Yeah. Uh, Donnie. Yeah. The little wild child. Darwin, who's the monkey. Mm-hmm. And then you have Cordelia Thornberry, voiced by Lynn Redgrave, who is the grandmother. And you have Colonel Radcliffe Thornbury, the grandfather, who's also Tim Curry. Yeah. Um, can we just... I just want to talk about each of these characters individually for a moment. They're all so good. So go yeah. on. Yeah. So, obviously, we've discussed Eliza and we've Eliza. sort of discussed Nigel as well. Yeah. Marianne and Deborah. I love them. I love them so much. Yeah. Marianne's just... She's just like your perfect movie mother. She's the sensible one. Mm-hmm. She is the, the only cool head in that entire family, She really, really is, isn't, isn't she? she? Deborah. Oh my god! Is one of my favourite fictional characters ever. She's always a scene stealer. She is in like everything she's in. Angelica times ten, but yeah. a teenager. Yeah. So what kind of cereal is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she like she is awesome. And do you know what was funny? Because as a kid, I didn't like her at all because I know, she was. Because you think she's the bitchy older sister, yeah. don't you? And now I like, find her hysterical. She's so funny. The sarcasm is real. Yeah. Um, Donnie. Donnie, we love Donnie. We do, because we often do our little impressions. Oh, is it impression time? Come on. So we, we were in Disneyland Paris, do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
We were watching one of the parades. <laughs> was it Mowgli? Mowgli. It was a kid dressed up as Mowgli, but his his shorts weren't like little red pants like Mowgli's. They were like leopard print <laughs> yeah, like so he shorts. Looked like, he looked like Donny. So he looked like Donny. So I saw him and I went, like in front of everybody, I went, oh look, it's Donny. And then I was like, <laughs> I love Donny. He's such a stupid character. Because he talks like that impression Marches did, um, he comes down to pure physical comedy. Yeah. And it's funny. Essentially, he's a toddler who is a wild child. child. Yeah. He's not actually a Thornbury, although they have adopted him and they refer to him as as their brother, which I find really cute. Yes. Um, But he is just a, a wild child. And the fact that Eliza can't understand him means he's not even talking monkey. No, he's just talking Generally talking gibberish. Yeah. I love it. Um, Darwin is the monkey. Darwin. does the opposite of talking gibberish. Yeah, so I love the fact that he's called Darwin. Yes. Because, obviously, earlier this season, we watched Pirates and an Adventure with Scientists, and Charles yes. Darwin was in it, and he had a chimpanzee. He did. And now we've got a chimpanzee called Darwin. Yeah, it's great. Um, and he's very sophisticated. Yes. Um... Upper class, sort upper of, class, sort of monkey. Yeah, although he's not at the same time. True, he's still a monkey. He's still a monkey. Yeah, but he's he's very posh speaking. Um, voice... He's Eliza's best friend as yeah. well, and they've got such a lovely, lovely friendship. And they have a really sad moment in this film. They have this huge argument. Then she loses her powers and doesn't get a chance to apologise to him because she can't, they can't know. understand each other anymore. Them not being able to talk to each other is so weird, yeah, but it's, so and it's so powerful though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he's voiced by Tom Kane, who I love, who voices Yoda in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So he's been on the podcast before as well. And he does the like narration. The bit, narrator and Wh- Admiral Yularen as well, I think. Oh, right. But the narrator's voice is is quite similar to Darwin's, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, you can hear it, yeah. can't you? It's that, that can. poshness. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sadly, Tom Kane had a stroke recently, I believe. Can't do voice acting anymore. Oh, bless him. So sad. Well, hopefully he has some sort of recovery. And, yeah, but... I hope so. I saw on his Twitter the other day that it happened. Literally very, very recently as well. Oh. Um, and that did happen to Tim Curry as well, a couple of years ago. So he's... That's sad, he's, isn't it? He seems to be a better sort of health wise but i still don't think he's able to do the voice acting the way he was either yeah so it's very sad mm. um but darwin and nigel are absolute scene stealers as is deborah i think those and donny those four are absolutely, the whole family they are the are whole family amazing. is banging including the grandparents yeah so funny when deborah got the motorbike going and it like did that thing that motorbikes do. <laughs> the colonel wakes up and goes, Darling, it's the Blitz! It's so good. <laughs> it was so good. And he was he was basically just Nigel but old, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, <laughs> literally, they're like clones of each other. It I love so it. so good. Yeah. Um, so that's the Thornbreeze. Mm. We haven't even discussed the rest of the characters yet. But we got um, the poachers, Sloane and Bree. Bree and Sloane. Great names. Yeah. Um, who are Rupert Everett and Marissa. I never know how to say Tommy. I don't know. She's, she's Aunt May. Aunt May currently, yeah. Hot Aunt May. Um, Rupert Everett, I adore. He's so good I in everything him. I've seen him in. Yeah. Um, and he, I've seen him, I can think of, off the top of my head, of him voicing three roles. And his his voice is so good for char- like characters. It is, but this is the thing, right? And this is in no way a criticism of Rupert Everett, because he is one of my favourite actors. But his 
his voice will always be Rupert Everett. He's not True, like he's a so Tim distinct. Curry. Tim yes. Curry, you can never tell it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. But with, but with Rupert, Rupert Everett, you know it's him, yeah. but somehow it's he welcome, always makes it work. Isn't it? Yeah. So you've got Sloane in this. Um, he will be back again with Prince, Prince Charming when mm-hmm. we get to Shrek 2. Yeah. And three. And three. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. The he other... was he was great in this, and exactly what we were talking about, his decline of sanity. When we first meet him, he was oh very God, yeah. friendly and kind. Yes. Then he gets nasty but still cool. Yeah. And then he's, at the end, he's lost it and he's, he's shouting. Crazy, but crazy, Rupert yeah. does it very, very well. Yeah. The other voice work thing I know him for is the fox in Narnia, but yes, obviously we won't do that on the potty. No. Sad. Unless we start doing discussing... No, we ain't got time for that. We ain't got any money going down for that. <laughs> but he's great in all of his live action bits as well. Mm. Rupert's just an all round personal hero of mine because he was in um, The Imports Being Earnest, Earnest, which is course. my favourite play. Mm-hmm. So he was in the movie version of that, and I'm sure he's done it on stage multiple times as well. But I'm sure. He's, um, I he's, think he's good, great. isn't he? The most recent thing I saw him in was Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah. Yeah. I think also very recently he played Oscar Wilde. You could be right, that rings yeah. a bell or something that was happening, mm. for sure. Yeah, I never saw it, he's but... a good egg. Yeah, he's great. Um, so they were great villains, I was a big he fan. Plays head, sorry, he plays the headmistress. Oh, in, in Centrinians. Centrinians. You're so yeah. right, he does. That's everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were great villains. Um, we had Akela and Tally as the cheaters. Mm-hmm. There was two other cheaters, but I don't care. They were just sort them. of background yeah. characters, really, weren't they? Um, Bocco. Was that Debbie's little boyfriend? Oh, I'm so in love with him. That they're so pure. Yeah, it was one of my biggest ships ever. Because they don't understand each other. No, but they're so in love with each other. Yeah, like they cute. they care for each other so much in the short space of time that they met. Yeah. it was very instant. Mm. Um, yeah, they really really care for each other, and they have no idea what the other one's saying. Yeah. But they make it work. Oh my god, it's so cute. And I wish he'd come back. I when... wish he'd have come back. Yeah, in the... I know. <laughs> Maybe he does in the he series might. on an episode that we've not seen. But like, when he left, like he turned around and waved at her about like two or three times. It was <laughs> yeah. so cute. I love him. Yeah. Uh, but then you got Shaman Minyabo, mm-hmm. who's voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Absolute voice actor legend. Absolute king. He's been on the podcast before. Very recently, I feel. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he was. Was he in Christopher Robin? It might have been Osmosis. Osmosis. Yeah. But I can't think. But yeah, he, he has... was. He was like a ple- one of the police officers or something. Right. He's been Maybe. in it recently. And I'm sure he was... Oh, he was Jabba the Hutt in the Clone Wars special as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's he's great. Love him. He's actually... And this is a very controversial opinion. And I'm not going to find a single person out there that agrees with me. So I'm not expecting you to agree with me. I'm expecting you to disagree with me. Kevin Michael Richardson is my favourite portrayal of the Joker. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. We're all allowed our opinions. Thank you. That Not a, that, that I don't love Mark Hamill because I do. Yeah, he's probably my favourite. But, but Kevin Michael Richardson's my favourite. He is a good one. Mm. His voice is great for it. And very underrated. Mm-hmm. And then the other character I wrote down was Sarah Wellington. Oh, yeah. Who was Eliza's roommate in the boarding school. Mm. With a pig nose. Pig nose. She was hilarious for the small role that she had. Yeah. I mean, she was horrible as well, but she was funny. Yeah. Darwin basically dressed up as her, didn't he? <laughs> he did cosplay. <laughs> Sarah <laughs> Wellington cosplay so he could have dinner with the rest of the girls. Um, that was great. She's a lady. Yeah, what a scene. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so good. Oh, um, what but a yeah, film. I think the characters are 
excellent. I think for me the the main cast so of the family of the so the cast of the TV show so I'm talking Eliza, Nigel, Marianne, Deborah, Donnie, Darwin. To me, that is a perfect little group of characters. It is. It, to me, it's like as good as like your Simpsons family. Yes. Like it's on that level. Yeah. Even though some people may not agree with it. For me, it's that level. They it's all gel. Beautiful. There's so many like, <laughs> there's so many funny little pairings in it that like, I love. Yeah. Because I love the fact that obviously Eliza and Darwin are best friends. Yeah. So they're always paired off together. Yeah. And then obviously Nigel and Marianne are the adults doing the job in there. And they're yep. there, so they're sort of doing yes. their work together. And then Deborah's always and then Deborah's always got to look after Donnie. <laughs> Donnie's and his babysitter. Debbie and Donnie is such an iconic duo, isn't it? <laughs> without it's meaning so to be. It's so you know good. what I mean? Yeah. She literally attempted to lock him in a shark cage, cage. Yeah. Um, and then he ended up locking her in it, which was everything. Yeah, so, so good. good. Um, so though that that's a perfect cast of characters already, already. But then we're just adding good characters on top of it, and. Like, you know, you said, like, every point in the story sort of needed to be there. I think every character in this serves a purpose. Yeah. It's great. 100%. There's no, like, do they need to be there kind of character. No. Like, they're all there for a reason. Kind of love it. So, what are you going? Ten. <laughs> I think. I just squeaked. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going for, Mark? Ten. Yeah. It's a good bunch, isn't it? This is, is this the first time a film's got... Three tens already. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh dear. Um, the animation then. If you're a long time listener of DD, uh, <laughs> discussing doodles, and you've listened to our episodes about the Rugrats movies, then you will have heard how I feel about Klasky Chupo and their style of animation. It is quite possibly the ugliest 2D animation, traditional animation of all time and it is quite possibly one of my absolute favourite styles yeah. of animation. I adore it. It's perfect so but it's good. so not perfect. It, it, the thing is they, they, go, they, they just they, they know they've gone with this kind of like ugly style and they yeah. just lean into it. It's caricatures basically mm. isn't it? Like every feature is so exaggerated yeah. but in the best way possible um, and it works. These characters end up looking like you could see silhouettes of these characters and you know, and know who they are. Um, it's done this film is basically done in the exact same style as the Rugrats. Yeah. Um, which is why they work very well together. And that's well. what I mean. So we eventually find out that it's essentially a classy Chupo fucking multiverse, no, uh, cinematic universe, mm-hmm. isn't there? Um, but uh, I, yeah, I absolutely love this art style. I noticed there were some slight differences. Um, but before I get onto that, uh, let me just, just do a very quick rundown of classy Chupo and who they are and how they're involved with Nickelodeon. Yes. Um, if you have listened to the Rugrats episodes, you will know this, of course. Um, if you want a refresher, don't skip. Actually, don't skip. It's just rude. I'm talking. Yeah, listen. Um, <laughs> so it's a married couple, Arlene Klasky and Gab- Gabor Choupo. Um I don't think they're married anymore. No. But they still work together. Okay. So it's okay. Swings around. Um, yeah. <laughs> they started off by making commercials, logos for different businesses, promos, etc., um, and then they got given a slot on a Saturday evening television show called The Tracy Ullman Show, where uh, they were asked to animate for a uh, 
comedian, comedic writer called Matt Groening, a short about a family called The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, that was obviously a little bit successful. Yeah. Uh, so they were asked to come back and animate it as an actual TV series, 20 minute episodes. Um, and they were actually the animation team on three, the first three seasons of The Simpsons. Uh-huh. was animated by Klasky Tube. Nice. Um, were you going to say something? I was going to say a little fun fact. In the early days where they were doing The Simpsons on the Tracy Orman show, mm. Tracy Orman voiced Marge. Did she? Yeah, she doesn't for the actual legitimate series yeah, of The Simpsons. Yeah, I didn't know that. But when they were doing Little Short, she just did it. There you go. Yeah. It's a bit of trivia I didn't know. There you go. Um, so they did the first three seasons of The Simpsons. They actually quit because they felt that 20th, 20th Century Fox had too much control over them. Um, because they're obviously creative people, and this is a problem. Creative people can have different ideas of what they want their creations to look like. So they they left. 20th Century Fox went and found some other animators to animate it exactly the same way they want it. And you can actually see the difference between series three, series one to three, The Simpsons. Everything's much uglier. Yeah. <laughs> it is much uglier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the way Klasky Chupo like it. They like things ugly in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then everything became much more uniformed and sort of going towards the way it is now yes. with The Simpsons. And don't get me wrong, I love the way The Simpsons is now. Yeah. But there was something just a little bit rougher about it yeah. in the Klasky Chupo days. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, which is like, one of my favourite episodes of The Simpsons ever is their first one. The Christmas one, do you remember? Chris, oh, yeah, where Simpsons they meet Little Helper, yeah. right? Yeah, On the yeah. racetrack, that's yeah. That's right. Um, and that's all Klasky Tube. Yeah. And, like... and again, similarly, similarly to what I said about the Thornberrys, which I'd say about the Rugrats, which I guess I'd also say about the Simpsons, is their silhouettes are very recognisable. I yes. don't know if that, that's what they do when they design a character, is Maybe they, they say, do I want silhouette the silhouette them. to yeah. be recognisable. But the Simpsons... The Thornberrys and the Rugrats are very recognisable in shape. And I don't know if that's what comes into play with their, like, ugly features, mm. caricatured features. But... What, what I would um, say, though, about Klasky Chupo is well, they went and found Nickelodeon in 1991. They joined them. Um, I think they, Nickelodeon basically said, we're looking for three original cartoons that we're going to make Nicktoons. So they approached three different studios and said, come to us with a cartoon. Klasky Chupo came to them with Duckman. Never heard. Yeah, so that was their first Nick Nick tune. They oh. also had Real Monsters, um, and it's called actually it's called like Ah Real Monsters, but I wasn't going to scream. I just did. I, just, I should have just done it in the first place. Now I sound like an idiot. Um, error, error. Duckman, Ah Real Monsters, <laughs> and of course, the Rugrats. Cute. Um, they didn't have their first big hit until the Rugrats. Yeah. Um, and that was... But to be fair, I think they were pretty much doing them all in real quick succession. It was right. all sort of within 1991 that they all came out. So iconic, the Rugrat. Um, pro- to me, probably the most iconic Nicktoon of all time. I mean, looking at Disgusting Doodles, they <laughs> are the top ones. Yeah. Um, Duckman and Real Monsters got cancelled in sort of early 97, I think it was. Um, so they started working on a new show called The Wild Thornberries, Cute. which... As we know, first came out in nineteen ninety eight, um, which leads us to where we are now. Not, not, not now. Uh, now, as in the movie. The movie, yeah. Um, so they obviously done in ninety eight. They did the Simpsons, no, Rugrats movie. <laughs> in two thousand and one, they did Rugrats in Paris. Was that two thousand? I can't remember. Um, and now two thousand and two seems only natural that you know Wild Thornberries was popular, so 
Wild Thornberry's movie. Um, key differences I noticed in the animation: there is less CGI in the Wild Thornberry's than there was in yes. the Rugrats movies. I think it was just like vehicles just vehicles basically mm-hmm. yeah um and sometimes environments when they were sort of running through trees yes, and things like that that's fair. um but it was all done very nicely um i love it i love it when it's done like that uh and the only other thing i really noticed was that the shading was sharp whereas the shading nice. in the rugrats movies was soft ah. um and in the 90s, it's not so much anymore of the now, it's how uh, an art director decides to stylize the shading. But back then, in sort of late, late 90s, early 2000s, it often depicted how cheap or uh, expensive right. animation was. Okay. Um, because if an animation was done in an older style using like cell animation and things like that, they would have to do sharp shading because you can't blur paint lines like that. Right. But if you're using digital, Yes. colouring you can blur them so a great example of looking at that in animation history is Disney Disney's last movie where they used traditional cell animation was The Little Mermaid which has sharp shading in it and their first movie which was a year later where they did digital animation digital colouring sorry was Rescuers Down Under which had soft shading in it I see. so that's where it sort of happened this seems like quite a late movie to still be doing um cell animation and considering they were using cgi i don't think it was cell animation right but i don't know if that means that the animation was cheaper than the rugrats it could have been because i feel like rugrats is a bigger success Mm. so perhaps was given a bit bigger budget for a movie yeah i i thought the animation of this movie was great it was very charming yeah very nice and in some places actually very beautiful yeah um but I didn't think it was good as the rug. It was as good as the Rugrats animation. No, you're probably right. Yeah, I you're just I don't right. know why. Um, so I think I'm going to give it a seven point five for animation. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was traditional animation. It looked nice. It flowed nice. It suited its world, its environment. Yeah. The art style is just so horrifically beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ha- I was very happy, happy with, with it. it. Yeah. Um, I was going to go with an eight. Okay. Eight. Right, music. I am the music man. Was there not more you wanted to discuss on their cl- things they did together in the future? Who, Klasky Schupo? Yeah. I thought I'd stop where we are now and oh, then we okay. can do then the do future more. when we okay. get to the future. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. Is that all right? Yeah, you just got a particular theme tune in your head earlier. That's why I thought oh, you were yeah, going to no, talk I about was, it. Yeah, no, but that's I'm, fine. That's fine. That's fine. Now I've made it awkward. Well, I'll tell you what, this time next season... You can we talk will, about it. We'll be revisiting Klasky Chupo because we'll have their fourth movie. Um, so we'll, 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 t- we'll talk about it then. Okay. Um, Paul Simon had an original song mm. in this film. Which Oscar was nominated. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I had Academy Award nominated. That's an Oscar. Oh, is it? Yeah. I literally don't know the difference. There know, isn't. They're the same thing. There's seven million different types of award things out there, and I don't know what. At least sets I think the Academy Awards part. are the Oscars. I don't know. It's just when people go, I'd like to thank the Academy. Do they say that in the Oscars? Yeah, because they're holding a the little man. Right. So, yeah, I guess so. Um, but, yeah, Father and Daughter is the song. It's a nice song. It's a lovely song. And, uh, yeah, it was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Song, which is the first and only film that was based on a Nicktoon thing to 
to ever get a nomination in the Academy. Which is shameful. Very shameful. To the Academy, right? If you're listening. Snobs. Shameful. Go what? back to 1998 and nominate the fucking Rugrats movie and do it now. What, for best original song? Best original everything. Best picture. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, the first. Yeah, okay. But the only? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Um, I don't have an awful lot for the score of the film, as in, like, who did it, okay. blah, blah, blah. However, I have to say, it was lovely. Oh, it was... It so good. It hit the spot. Like, it, it made was, you feel those emotions, it right? It did. And it had, like... Such a lovely, like, African vibe mm-hmm. to it um, in in terms of the instruments they chose and how they played them. Do you know what it reminded me of? actually got a bit of, of Tarzan vibes. I oh, did you? you did. Yeah, Mate, there was a lot of moments. What did you get? I got Mean Girl vibes. Right, because they, there is a lot of African music influence in Mean yeah. Girls. And you Lady may Smith, have, Black Mombasa. You may have the uh, Gretchen Wieners connection Voice, just on the brain. Yeah. Um, and yeah. a girl that grew up, a uh, ginger girl that grew up in, in Africa, Africa, going to a school and yeah. meeting some mean girls. Like, yes, yeah. literally. <laughs> if only one of them was like, "If you're from Africa, why are you white?" white? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it had a really lovely score. Yeah, it did. But I unfortunately haven't Don't done it. The, as much research to know who did the score. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, the song, the Paul Simon song was really nice and fits very nicely into the film. It does. It sounds very random that there's just one random Paul Simon song in the middle of the film. There were other pop songs. But there were. Yeah. And and that was very... Rugrats did the same. You know, we had the fucking... Ting tang, walla walla bing bang. And who let the dogs out. And all that shit in Rugrats. In this we had... She's a lady. Yeah, and Paul Whoa. Simon. <laughs> Tom She's Jones and Paul Simon. Um, there were others as well. There were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the music. Mm. It um, is by no means my favourite movie soundtrack ever. No. But I definitely think it's the, been better than the last couple of movie soundtracks. What we said quite a lot recently is yeah. it was nothing special, but it did the job. Yeah. Now, this did the job. I wouldn't say it was super special. Super special but no. I would say it, it was much more noticeable than what we've had recently. Yes. It was much more. Yeah, I think open season up to modern day, modern day up to Wild Thornberrys has been very like okay soundtracks. Yes, uh, Ice Age was particularly good. Shrek was particularly good, mm. and Nemo was particularly good. But basically, everything else this series has been quite average in terms of its score. Yeah, we liked um, Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Pokemon was good because yeah. it reused some of the first one. Yeah. Shrek, I think, is the best for score this series. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this score was lovely. It was very nice. So. It really fit the bill. Uh, and, like you said, it actually did make you feel things. It wasn't yeah. just music that was kind of there that you didn't really notice. It was more in your face in a good way. Yeah. Made you, it triggered emotions, made you feel things. And, yeah, good songs. <clears throat> so... I think I'm going to go with a 7.5. Okay, I'm going to go with a 7. 7. 7. Okay. Let me have the leg. <laughs> Legacy. Well, it's the only Oscar nomination for a Nicktoon. It's got to be a Legacy point. That's pretty good. Um, there's technically a sequel. Mm-hmm. It's a crossover movie. But, but the Wild Thornbreeds are in it. Yeah. Um... The TV show continued after this mm-hmm. for another like two years. 
so successful TV show after the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a good cast. Great cast. I think we've given legacy points in the past for good cast. I don't know. See, the thing is, I feel like if I walked up to somebody in the streets and said, have you seen an episode of The Rugrats? Like nine out of ten people are going to go, yes. If I walked somebody, walked somebody up in the streets, no. Walked up to somebody in the streets and said, have you seen an episode of The Wild Thornberries? I don't think I'm going to get as many yeses. No. But you will get I think it lot. depends generation generationally yes, as well. I think true. people like nineties kids probably have. Yes, yeah. I think you will get a lot though. Like I think Nigel in himself is very iconic. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Also, yeah. Nigel is literally like an uh, an actual meme now, isn't? Yeah, he? he's everywhere. Yeah. So the legacy. I think what we're basically. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had Hicks. Um, <laughs> Hicks and Cubs. Hicks and Cubs. I think what we're saying here is that the legacy isn't as big as the Rugrats. No, definitely not. Um, but still big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think... Still big. Um, let me think about this. Go on. Because the Wild Thornberries... It, this is that thing again with Pokemon and Rugrats and everything. Like, are we talking about the Wild Thornberries legacy or this movie's legacy? True. True. Okay. Let's give it a point for a sequel. Yeah. Let's give it a point for the TV show carrying on after the movie. Yeah. We'll give it a point for Oscar nominations. Okay. We'll give it a point for a really good cast. Yeah. And we can give it a point for Nigel being a meme. Okay. Right? I'm going to give it 4.5, I think. I'm going to do 5. a half point for Nigel being a meme. Okay. I'll give that a full point. I'll give it a five. Okay. Let's do some mathematics. Let's... Very exciting mm. to see where the uh, finale is going to take us. I think this could be a high score, Luke. We'll see. Hit me. So for story, you gave it a nine, I gave it a ten. Yep. The characters, we both gave it a ten. Oh. For animation, you gave it an eight, I gave it a 7.5. Yeah. For music, you gave it a 7.5, I gave it a seven. Yeah. For legacy, you gave it a five. And I gave it a 4.5. 78.5. Okay, that is an excellent score. That is, actually. Considering our highest scoring film is Rugrats in Paris at 82, mm-hmm. 78.5 isn't that far behind in no. the grand scheme of things. What are we looking at for this season? Uh, this season, it's behind... It's the best yeah, by 0. 0.5. By 0. 0.5. Shrek was 78. Okay. So this was 78.5. So that's good for, for a season. We've got a new winner. We've got a winner of this season. Yes. Yeah. The winner of the season That's a is... finale done right, like yes. we were saying. Obviously, not, like, when the Rugrats stormed in in the finales, they won the whole thing twice. True. True. <laughs> right? This hasn't quite hasn't, done that. Hasn't got the crown of the whole of Discussing Doodles. But season but five. series five, it takes the crown. I'm happy with Eliza being the queen. Me too. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that film. Yeah, me too. And really do you know what? <laughs> I, I have a funny little thing in my head, right? So, um, Eliza Thornberry can speak to animals and Dr. Doolittle can speak to animals. Do you remember there was a singer called Eliza Doolittle? Yeah. Do you think she could speak to animals? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's her subtle way of telling us, her stage name. Maybe. Like, I, speak I to speak to animals. animals. Yeah. Maybe. 
a yeah. revelation. <laughs> um, thank you very much, everyone who has listened to season five of Discussing Doodles. Um, I feel like we've watched some really great films this season. Yeah, what have, what 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 have been your favourites? This. <laughs> this. Welcome, Reese. Um, obviously, Shrek and Finding Nemo. We knew they were going to be heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, I think. I was most sort of pleasantly surprised and enjoyed, uh, sort of Osmosis Jones. I think. Uh huh. Um, but this, I actually yeah. think this is my, my favorite. My top five, I think, are the top five. Maybe I'm not sure. No, they're not. No, they're not. But my personal top five are Nemo, Shrek, Osmosis, Wild Thorn Breeds, and Ice Age Three. Oh yeah, Ice Age was good. Ice Age Three yeah. was really good. I think yeah. Cinderella hit higher with its um, legacy. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a beautiful Cinderella's film. Great film. It's yeah. so gorgeous. Yeah. I love it. I do love it. That's probably my sixth favorite of the series. Um, so we have had some fun. We've had a low scorer. Yeah, we've had the lowest scorer. We've yeah. had the lowest score going. So yeah. uh, an eventful series. It has been good, and we will be back with a sixth season. We will. We're gonna take a break like we normally do. Obviously, it'll be See slightly later. longer because there's no go bots. However, yes. we still want to watch Heidi's song and GoBots if we yeah, get the chance. Yeah, so if anybody knows where they are. Yeah, or if anybody, you know, has a copy of the DVD, we'll pay for postage if you want to mail it Hell to us. Oh yeah, we'll um, <laughs> yeah. Um, And, yeah, I'd, I'd still love to watch those movies and, and give them a rating. Um, but, as you know, if anybody has listened to Discussing Doodles up until this point, we'll always do a special episode in between our seasons just to yep. wet the palate. Ugh. We've got a big one coming up. We do, actually. So normally we do two movies. We do. This special we're doing four. Four movies. Because we're pushing the boat out mm. even further. Um, niche. Very niche. A very niche market, I feel. I feel like boys our age will know exactly what we're talking about. 100%. Um, maybe boy, even boys younger. And maybe some older as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, it is niche. I do think they need, these films need to be talked about. Because they are good. From what I remember... I love them. They were good films. I love them. Um, so we will be reviewing the four Bionicle movies... Yeah. ...as our special this year. And they have been on my to-re-watch list for a while now. Yeah, me too. So I'm, I'm ready. I've not actually seen the fourth. No, me neither. Never seen the fourth. I've seen one, two, three many times. I remember two being both of our favourites, I think. Yes, two was my favourite. I love the end climactic battle of number one. Mm. Love the villain of number three. But I think I enjoy the story of number, number two, two the most. But we'll see. My opinions may change because we've said this many times. That's the thing. We thought we adored the second Pokemon. And I think that's the lowest scoring Pokemon film in discussing doodles so far yeah i think you're right so anything can happen anything can happen anything can happen ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know we're actually behaving ourselves quite well this whole podcast i think it's because we really like i think the we film. genuinely just wanted to talk about the film <laughs> yeah. with seriousness um but the worst thing was just using an ellie golding just then and doing an impression of donnie earlier Talking of impressions, right? Yeah. I like the fact that we've tried to do a few impressions. Yeah. I think we should introduce it as an actual segment next season. Actual segment. Not to score. No, no, no. Like, oh, what's the score of our, our impression? Oh, God, because they'd all be terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, um, I think we should actually do it. When we, like, discuss characters or something. Yeah, even if it's yeah. a movie we've never seen, we'll have to just try, try on the it. spot. <gasps> Can you do any other Wild Formbury's impressions? Well, I did my Deborah, didn't I? Yeah, that was um, good. I don't know. You do it, Donnie, as well. 
Yeah, I feel really like I feel like I can't just come out with it now. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. That was very good. Can you do Nigel? Nigel, he's a hard one, isn't he? So he's like. He's like, oh, that was sarcasm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do that quite frequently, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> no, Deborah, Deborah, <laughs> oh, Marianne. <laughs> oh, poppet. He calls her poppet, yeah. doesn't he? Oh, poppet. <laughs> if I didn't know better, I'd say she was thanking you. Luke, that's really good. Stop. That's really good. <laughs> you could be a new Tim Curry. No, I'll cry. You could. <laughs> I'll cry. Ask if they want you to do Nigel in upcoming episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Thornberry, voiced by Luke Reed. Oh no. No one needs that. Oh, I'm really warm. Um, what other character? Darwin. It's just posh, isn't it? He's yeah. just... I don't know. Um, Can you do Eliza? Um, <laughs> that is so fetch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm on your left <laughs> or um Brutus was just as pretty as Caesar Brutus was just as smart as Caesar we should totally just stab Caesar <laughs> you can't sit with us <laughs> oh, oh Gretchen wieners oh, that's why her hair is so big it's full of secrets she can talk to animals <laughs> <laughs> right should we say goodbye uh yeah um <laughs> Before Bye. we go, where can we find you? Oh yeah, at Lukey Reads, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Go on. <laughs> you can find me at actuallymjr on Twitter, at actuallymjr underscore 2.0 on Instagram. Make sure to follow the show at Doodles on Twitter and Instagram. And check us out on Letterboxd because I've updated it. Finally. Finally. It took him a while, um, so ladies and gentlemen. So you can see all the, the pictures. We'll take some screenshots and we'll put them on the Instagram and Twitter so you can sort of see mm. some of those countdowns as well. Um, it nice does idea. look pretty cool. It does. And we've got like five series worth. Yeah. There's Whoa. like 70, 80 odd films on that. I just threw my pen across the room in excitement on Whoa. that now. Um, this in this time, if if we had managed to watch GoBots and Heidi Song, this is why I'm really sad oh, yeah, about it. Yeah, we would have done what? Eight? We would have done 100 movies. Well, we would have done 100 movies by the end of next season. Oh, nice round. Which would have been really nice. Yeah. But. Um, so Alas. maybe we'll have to squeeze in an extra two movies just so we can do yeah, that. Yeah, something random that doesn't fit into a category. Maybe we'll have to do like some extra specials. Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. Or an, an extra one for Christmas or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure something, something out. Yeah. Um, so that we can end next series on our 100th movie. Maybe there's a fifth Bionicle we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Okay. Um, yeah. Later. Thank you very much for listening. Um, love you all. Have a good break. We're going to have a good break. Yeah, we'll see you in, what, two weeks? See you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, two weeks for Bionicle. Then we'll have another week off. Bionicle. And then we'll see you for season six, which starts with Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. That's exciting. Yeah. Go listen to Alice by Lady Gaga. Yeah, do that. All right. Love you, bye. Bye, miss you. See you later. Good night and God bless. Bye.